this is Complainers Club. Obviously, we complain, but we aim to redefine what it means to complain. We want to create a safe space that cultivates sustainable complaining culture. If this sounds like your kind of vibe, then join us in the club. Bitch. I love that. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I'm so close to the mic. I should probably move it a little closer. We get like really close and we're like, hey. <laughs> That's our meet cute. Where we're like, the, where the characters are like, oh wow, we wait for the mic for the first time, so we should kiss. We should, should we? No. Hello? Hi. <gasps> it's us. <laughs> it's me, Mario. From the intro. Hello. You heard, it's Complainers Club. Hi. Hi, I'm Nadine. I'm always saying 100%. I'm Olivia. I'm swearing. <laughs> I don't really know what I do. All of, I say like a lot. You've said that and I've never noticed it. Oh, hold on. It's probably just because like I've listened back to the episodes and I'm like, shut the fuck up, girl. I hate everything I say and I'm going to say. I can't even listen back to my own voice notes that I sing because I'll be like, oof, yikes. <laughs> this is why for anyone that doesn't care, everyone, no one cares. But with my YouTube channel, I hardly say anything in it because it's literally just clips of my life. Because I cannot stand myself. Because <laughs> even if I filmed anything where it's like me in front of the camera and I have to edit it, do you know how humbling it is editing yourself afterwards and you just look at yourself and you're like, why does my face make that? Yeah. When I talk, like, why do I look like that? And then you start questioning everything and it's a spiral. So big ups to anyone who does yeah, film and edit themselves for YouTube because like... You're a queen. Because yikes. I don't know if I could do that. Because I hate looking at myself. I've only very recently, I can look at pictures of myself as a child. Because mm -hmm. I don't like... You were such a cute kid. I can only say that now. I mean, I was like a cute, ugly kid. My favorite photo is me, and that's a full clown outfit. My parents put me in a clown outfit. I love that. And my hair was just the whole situation. I love it. But before, I could never look at my, like, baby pictures. or Oh, there's still a period of my life. About 16, actually, let's just say 14 to 18. I don't want to see that. I was disgusting. Oh, yeah, because we didn't grow up with, like, you know, YouTube We didn't have makeup tutorials. Anything... Like, I see some girls now, and sometimes they, when they're awkward looking, I was like, yeah, okay, that's how it's done. Mm. Look fucking awkward until I don't know when. They, we were encouraged to look like shit. Because at the time, <laughs> I mean, okay. We were encouraged. Juno came out in 2008, and everyone hopped on that train of just wear the God. dirtiest thing. Do you know how many, after that movie, how many people I would meet, and they'd be like, you remind me of Juno. And I would feel yeah. so complimented. I would feel like a queen. Yeah, I'd be like, oh my god, what? And then I'd feel like an even bigger asshole. Because I'm like, actually, Juno is a creation of Diablo Cody, the screenwriter. Uh -huh. And that's why I went to film school, because I was a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense as why I also went. I kept studying. I don't miss. I did my postgraduate in film. You did. That's you committed. I, was. I dropped out. Film school made me do drugs. <laughs> no, it didn't. Listen, I don't blame you. It was hard because you had all these male voices telling you that you're... <laughs> <A> male. Um, 
<laughs> don't even the whole word. Yeah. Fuck them. They don't even deserve it. Like, just telling you how your art, the things you want to create, don't matter. I mean, I don't think anything tops going to open window because we had some gnarly fucking crits. You told me, yeah. Yeah, I tell people and they're like, what the fuck? I cried while you were telling me. I was like, I wouldn't have coped. I didn't, but I, I somehow graduated, hey? You made it. And I made a few things that they still play to this day. Yeah. Where they're like, hey, this is showing at Latitude Art Fair. Do you want to be there? And oh, I was nice. Like, yeah, dude. Sure. Fucking won an advert award. Ooh. Because Ooh. I did an advert for exclusive books for their YouTube when the when they relaunched that new look with their new logo. And He's stuff. never told me this in your entire life. The uh, thirteen years that I've known you. The all the years I've ever known you. <laughs> it's like not that long. No, it's just like I look at it now and I'm like, yeah, it's cute, but like I fucking hate it. You know, you look back on work you've done and you're like, mm. ew. Like I look back at it and I was like, could have filmed it better because I did it super quick. Because I, t- I pitched the idea to my lecturer, and he was like, that's fucking dumb. Like, why would you? That has nothing to do with books. Why are you? And then everyone else in my class was like, maybe you should do it like this. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck? And then God bless, because Hannah and I were staying together, and I, like, told him my words. I was like, no one likes my idea. And I really thought it was cool. And she was like, fuck it. Do it. Put it together. Do show them to- Show them tomorrow, and then they're going to be like, oh, wow. And yeah. that's what happened. Because <laughs> I quickly, yeah. I filmed it, like, that afternoon edited that night came back the next day and i was like hi here's my idea no one liked and everyone suddenly was like oh yeah that's totally what we were talking about i was like don't claim my don't fucking try idea. and hop on my shit do not claim my idea please do not do that damn Cause girl because it's, it's basically i was at this i had this phase of um looking at those like 90s ps like t- yeah, psas yeah and there was that one with the girl she was in Josie and the Pussycats. That's all I know her from. And she <laughs> she was like talking about crack and cocaine and whatever. Okay. I was saying, I don't know. Guys, I'm Was it like, don't do drugs? Or yeah. was it like, do drugs? Because the 90s was very no, confusing. No, no. She, she was like, a, it was a PSA to like, don't do it. Oh, okay. So she was like in the kitchen and she's like talking about how like, she's like, hey. It's basically that famous one where she like smashes an egg with a pan and then like starts destroying the whole kitchen and it's like this is your brain on drugs and like cracks the brain open and she's like and this is your mortgage and this is your family and she starts like fucking bashing the whole i wish i saw that psa because <laughs> <laughs> it's the you, truth then you get it yeah and I, and I was like oh cool and then exclusive books came and they were like what's up guys we're rebranding we need an advert and the winner gets a fucking voucher and a bookcase. And I was like, I fucking want that. I need a bookcase. I literally was like, I need that. I want Girl, it. Oh, yes. So then I saw that and I was like, you'd be funny. Instead of it being like, oh, books are educational. I love books. Yeah. Let's talk about how some people are addicted to books. I love those ideas. So then, so then I like had an egg and, and it was like all poppy, like like copyright free youtube music where it's like doo, 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 doo. <laughs> and it's like a pink background that came out purple for some reason i don't know love listen i was a baby no i wasn't and then <laughs> i wasn't i was 20 <laughs> i think fuck i don't know how old i was i blocked a lot out but then it was like an egg and then i said i was like this is your brain and then the next shot's like all black and it's like this is your brain on books and then it's just like a pan going and then out of frame and it's just like egg splattered and then i say any questions 
And then it's like, exclusive books. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I am amazed. And then I showed it to, so obviously we had to then like, after everyone was somehow like, oh yeah, that's totally what we were talking about. We love your idea. I was like, suck a dick. Because at first everyone was like, that sounds dumb. <laughs> like they literally was like, and people get out. And you film, film school. school. Yeah, like people in film school. I say film school. I was going to get a prestigious film school. But in that setting, everybody feels in their heart of hearts that they are Jean-Luc Godard. They are. They think they're modern Scorsese. Like they're sitting there. They they're, really do. They're like, I'm Quentin Tarantino. But same, same to me. Because I would have, I dished out crits. Because also, I, I, what's different from, well, all I know is from Vits and Open Window. In Vits, you don't really see the work in progress. Because at Open Window, they're like, okay, we want, have your first rough draft and come show us oh, okay. to the whole class. And that's how you kind of develop so that when you finally f- show your final work, you've gone through the critting. Because yeah. that's how that's how real life works. Yeah. Like you don't just show the client at the end where you're like, ta-da. Yeah. You show them a rough cut and then they're like, change this, yeah. do this, I don't like this. Then you give them a final. Yeah. You don't just true. go in there like it bits where you're like, here's the final thing. Mm-hmm. Or I guess you do, but it's just like, one-on-one with the lecture and i wanted my peers to critique me as well mm. anyway since open window <laughs> since, anyway. since open window like fucking thrives on you're a dick kind of mentality of like you ain't shit we shit <laughs> so but also my critique was true because this one guy showed this short film and i literally was like this looks like a how train advert because all he had and it was like his final like third year Ooh. final film and like it was about to do with something else, but it had so many shots of the how train, like of the guy getting into the how train, inside of the how train of him sitting in there, then outside of a shot of the how train leaving, and then a drone shot of the fucking how train. Like so, there's already too many shots of the how train happening, and everyone else is giving critiques where they're like, "Oh, story's a bit weak. This is a bit cliche." And I was like, "This is an advert for how train because it's like all I the forty yeah. percent of your film was how train shots," and he. Has hated me since. <laughs> Still does, probably. Listen, let me tell you something about drones. I don't care for them. <laughs> That's also just when drones became like a fucking hot yeah. shit. There are very few people that so, I know that can take drone footage that's usable like, or relevant. Yeah. Because drones, it's like bringing FIFA, you know, 20 to a shoot. It's cool. What am I going to do with cool it? Cool trick great also like there's so many rules now with like licenses and everything mm. and a lot of people don't know that you need to have an actual license to operate a drone yeah so like any fucking tom dick and harry will come and be like i got this off take a lot and they will just fly it around and i'm like that's illegal yeah that's literally illegal 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 tully's wedding diary taught us that yeah dude yeah i mean come on but yeah so <laughs> that was my really brief i want to see it though I mean, I saw Teen Creeps and I watched it like four times. Yeah, I made it when I was a baby. It's adorable. It's oh, so actual baby. gorgeous. It's such a like love letter to a, a time in my life. Because mm. we, we, how we, how we, uh, how does this podcast turn into me being like, hi, I'm a filmmaker interviewing. Hi guys, this is a film podcast where we talk shit about films that have been made and great things about films that we've made. <laughs> Cause that's a film podcast. Film podcast. Film podcast. Today. So instead of <laughs> instead of going immediately to matric fact, because I also was like, I do not want to go to matric fact. I do not want to be around that. Ew. 
So my friends and I were like, let's make a short film we've always wanted to make. That's so cool. So we, I slept over at their, I slept, like, I think we did it in a week. And we just filmed every day. That is amazing. We literally filmed every day and we made these little scenarios. It's like if Lana Del Rey and Kurt Cobain's aesthetic oh my God. made a love child. That's how much I love it. I was like, oh my God. I watched it like four times, told everyone about it. I even sent the link to people I know who are going to look at it. But I was like, if you really love me. I even showed my lectures in first year because I was so chuffed with myself. I was like, this is proof that I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> I'm so good. And they were like, yeah, I mean, the editing's blah, blah, blah. And I was like, leave me. <laughs> leave me alone. I was like, come on. I'm like, I'm not going to go back and change it. Also, like, the editing at the time, I mean, it's it's so great because that was the first thing I ever kind of filmed. Mm. And I was like, I want to be a filmmaker because yeah. of this. And then my friend Kyle, who's in it and also edited it, is like went on to be like study film and become an editor. Mm. So it was like such a like launch pad. Yeah, it's the origin story. It's like, it's like, God, like. So I... excited because one day like it's going to, you know, E! True Hollywood story is <laughs> going to come up and that's going to be in it. And I'm going to be at the screening. It's going to happen. I'm going to be like. It also screened. <laughs> it screened. Where? At the, at the bioscope. <gasps> I know, we were shitting ourselves. That's so exciting. I even have a photo of us all like posing there. Oh my God, Yes. It was something. It was for um, Rebel Alliance. That because um, remember we had a discussion where we were saying how there is no longer like an underground yes. like indie culture in Joburg anymore. Yes. And that's when it was like in its pinnacle. So like Ben Roush like organized this whole thing. Oh my god! And I I forget what the theme was, but I, I guess it was just like Rebel mm. creators. Mm. So like it was our film, and then like a bunch of um. My friend Hunter's like photography was also put up as like like I think there was also music established to it, but he also had a series where he took photos of people behind like of them standing and like facing away from the camera. That's so cool. And like them people being in like the same kind of frame or like same framing, but like the background would change the whole time. It'd be a different person. That's so, so to cool. see that in like concession was like quite interesting as yeah. well. But um, let me try and find this photo because I also had. Oh, no. I look at that f- photo and I'm like, God, my hair was fucking long. <laughs> yeah, I mm. also know that was a, one of the first things I saw. I was like, Damn, Olivia, flexing hard, girl. I had long ass hair, and I used to dye my hair red because I didn't like being blonde. Because I was like, That's pretty. Look again, we were raised to hate ourselves. Yeah, we were raised to hate ourselves from within so much so that I just like we had a culture of. Styling your hair in such a way that it should be oily enough to give you skin problems. But also, I was so emo before. God, I wish I could kill. I wish I could kill that version of Nadine, who was like so. Yeah, but I wasn't like. Let's all remember, I wasn't like cool in high school. If you couldn't tell, I'm pretty sure everyone's like Nadine is obviously the coolest. Not. (laughs) (laughs) That's a joke. Um. I used to cut holes in my jersey, my school jersey, so that it would go, hook your thumb in, (laughs) and Uh. I used to wear a striped t-shirt underneath, just in case no one could tell by the disdain on my face. I had an emo face, but then I also really wanted to be like what I like to call the Chris Brown aesthetic. Like, you wore shoes that were pretty big, you know. 
they looked like a Bratz doll. Yeah, yeah. And then a hoodie. But at that time, hoodies just under, like, cut at your boob for some reason. They were, like, half crops. And I would say, yeah, I had a very aesthetic crisis. Baby Olivia Tartine oh Creeps gosh. debut. This was such an indie photo. I want to cry. I also took this. Oh, here's me DJing at Kitchener's. I was really cool back then. This is me and the trick. Why was I so cool? Why did you stop DJing? It was literally a once-off. Oh, okay. Like, that's also Kyle, and I think we just, like... You were like, this is... I cannot for the life of me remember why we were DJing. But it wasn't <laughs> even, like, it. DJing. We were, like, just fading in and out the songs, and we were, like, dancing. <laughs> that's DJing to me. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm none the wiser. Oh, God, this time in my life. God bless. It's beautiful. That's, oh, it's got so nostalgic now. No, I don't want to think of it. If there was a love letter to that time of my life, it would be coasting all the time. It would be like a, it would be very much the Jeffrey Dahmer film. Well, I mean, obviously it's all very romanticized. There's no way to romanticize my No, teeth. no, I mean like just ours thing. Like it's super romanticized and stylized and everything. So like everything wasn't like, because I don't even think, oh, um, oh. Fuck, what was our mission even to do? I think we just wanted to... We, if you look at Teen Creeps, it's basically a bunch of shots we wanted to do and yeah. put together and try to make a storyline or, like, some kind of narrative happen with it. It's beautiful. But at the same time, we're like, what is this fucking narrative? <laughs> what do we mean? Because I look back at it sometimes and I'm like, what the fuck did we make, dude? But it's... it's. I love it. I wish I did more of that kind of stuff growing up. Did you see um, Metamorphosis? No. It's also on the Love Child um, Vimeo page. I'm gonna. But it's um, it. my friend um, Kathy did it for her grade 12 assignments and I starred in it. And it's when even I started dating, he saw it and he played it on repeat. I'm gonna watch it's it. As if, it's as if Pastor Olivia was like hypnotizing him because I just look at the screen the whole time. Like I'm just like constantly looking into the lens. That is insane. And like there's things happening around me. Like I think Kathy should have studied film, but she's she's just, she's too smart for it. <laughs> Much yeah. too intelligent. Much too intelligent. Speaking of film, uh have you seen Joker yet? No, I so badly want to because I'm fucking in love with Joaquin Phoenix. Okay guys, can you just for a hot second talk about how Joaquin Phoenix is my actual he's my like husband he's my how son. dare you he is so amazing can you please be sister wives yes i love him so much i love anything he's ever done and i have to just say like i really wanted to hate joker especially because todd phillips is problematic f mm-hmm. and i mean he directed the hangover but natasha made a very good point to me she was like even though the context of the hangover was shit. Some of the shots are really not... It's not a poorly shot film. It's not poorly edited. Mm. It's actually quite high value. But because y- y- there's only so much that genre needs, it was yeah. high quality. I was like, I'll go and look. But you're right. I feel like you're right. Um, yeah, I haven't seen the first one in ages. I used to love that movie so much. And now it's it hasn't aged well for me because I oh. can't. There's no way in hell I'll watch even it again. Not, speaking of not aging well, even when I watched um, the Jackass movie the other night, mm. that also didn't age well. 
Oh, it's so sad when something you love doesn't age well. But also, Steve-O aged well because he has a YouTube channel and he's so motivational. I'm so yeah. into him and he's been so good. <laughs> so into him. I'm so into him. And also, while watching him, I would look at Steve-O and then Irvin and I'd be like, and then he would he would be like, oh, this is me when I was like 16 or like in my 20s. And I'd be like, you look the same. <laughs> like, I'm like, am I dating Steve-O? Except Steve-O has like a much more prominent chin and Irvin has like this cute little baby face. Oh, he does have a baby face. He's got a baby face. So I was like, I literally was like, you guys look identical. Are you twins? I literally was like, what are you, Steve-O? Hello? And he was like, no, what? <laughs> Get away from me. But yeah, he's at least aged well. He's gotten better. He's like, yeah. he's like, I've been sober of like everything. Like, didn't drink. He's vegan. He's the hottest fuck fiance. I mean, I'm ready to get there, you know. But back to what I was saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. No, that was me. I started it. <laughs> I'm always the problem. No, so, no, no. No, no. Let's not have our first fights. <laughs> <laughs> it's me just being like, no, no, dude. I am responsible. Um, oh, fuck, I cried. I love you. I, I literally, from the moment it started, but it's I... like shot. In a way where I'm like, I felt like this is why I wanted to study film. This is why I wanted to be a filmmaker. Disclaimer, I'm not. Um, <laughs> that dream died a long time ago when I took a fuck ton of drugs and tried to kill myself. Well, let me talk about it another time. But I was like so enraptured. Everything about it, it's so disturbing. It's so beautiful. The textures. Joaquin, and that's like just excluding Joaquin Phoenix, okay? Yeah. <laughs> that hot piece God, he's so he's just such a good actor like from the minute he like his opening scene like i'm trying to say that like without giving away plot or anything you like he sets the tone for his character so freaking well i'm like dude why are you not my husband I it's would so get left on red for that man i'm really sorry i don't i wouldn't even fucking complain about it because he's so amazing I'd do anything for him to kiss me on the mouth. I know. <laughs> anything. I would... Him, Mark Ruffalo, and Adrian Brody. I'd do anything. I always tell my and sisters... If, if you if you Google all those men, I have a type. <laughs> no, yeah. I, those are exactly my type. Not really. Mark Ruffalo, for me, I kind of stopped liking. I don't know why, but I do like him. He's so... I guess it's because I never saw any of the, like, when he was, like, the Hulk. That is a big thing I'm not, I'm not really into those movies i'm heavy into those movies like which is I, why we balance each other out you know i am definitely i was like true avengers fan cried in the so last maybe one. that's why because but that is a reason why I, I was like i don't like this version but like, but like mark ruffalo in thank you for sharing is my yeah he's so so I know. Oh. Do you know what I realized is that I think. Hi, welcome to the podcast. We're horny. <laughs> Hi, we're talking about all the dicks we wish to be sucked. So, um, <laughs> I realized that I romanticize pain and suffering. I romanticize it so much because the whole time I was watching Joker, there's a part where the, you know the pinnacle part of oh film where the character realizes their true self. Man is in full clown makeup. I'm like, oh my god, he was so hot. The energy. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is shit I talk about because a lot of his character is based on John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, and it is just 
I got so excited for the movie when the trailer came out. Mm. I was like, I, and I have, I've, it's, it's been a long time mm. since like watching a trailer where I'm like, I cannot wait for this to come out. Yeah. And like, I, I need to go and watch it. And then it like, now it's ours and all these reviews are coming out where people are like, you cancel this film. It's fucking gross. Look, I'm also at the point, like, I hate it. I don't want to like, when it comes to white male directors, there's nothing they can do wrong. That is our view of them. We know it. Like, the shit that they do is problematic. The things that they say is problematic. The way, and they'll break your heart. They really will. Like, mm. when Tim Burton is like, <laughs> black people don't exist in my reality. I'm like, fuck you. Okay, you create the most beautiful things. You spoke to, I'm not your target, but you what you're doing, that feeling that you have of, yeah. I'm living in, because his is all about suburbia. You know, not once you find out their, their thing, then you see it all the time and then it cracks for you. Yeah, what's it called again? Um, their, Not their motifs, but like the the thing that drives them. Because his is like... Not the mise-en-scene, uh, but the... God, how fucking pretentious an eye sound. No, we can tell which person dropped out. <laughs> it's me. It's both of us. <laughs> no, it's not. But yeah, like when you see all oh, his... Oh, they're autier. They're autiers. Oh, God. I hated when we learned about that. Did in that time BBM was the ting, ting, ting. And all these motherfuckers was like, I'm an autier. I was you like... You can only be an autier when you have such a distinct style. I was like, um, I feel. okay, Rebecca. <laughs> You didn't know who Francis Ford Coppola was two seconds ago. Why don't you kiss my ass? But Again, yeah. I'm not an author, so I can't. Same. Who am I to say? Same. Who am I to say? You but can't critique. What were we saying? Oh, yeah. The, like, you know, we want. They'll break your heart and they'll hurt your feelings because you'll connect to their films and you'll grow up on it and you'll feel like you understand me. You're talking mm. directly to me yeah. and then they'll do something like you know try and not have your existence validated in any kind of way i guess it's also to do it's a discussion my friends and i have quite often where we're saying like can you separate the art from the artist mm. or are they like the same you know what i mean because i mean you look at like picasso mm. he was fucking terrible when he was alive. Like, he was such a womanizer. Oh, yeah. He said a bunch of dumb shit. And yet, I look at his art, and I don't think of that immediately. Like I, I just, also wonder this. Like, I look at his art, and I'm like, that's beautiful. I love that line. Mm. Like, Good job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or... I think when the playing field becomes... Like, things for R. Kelly, like, yeah, I'm like, oh, fuck you, R. Kelly. Yeah, it, listen, I didn't fuck with his music before. Yes. I just now have an actual reason. There's so many, only so many times when you're in a boy's car, like, you don't fucks with R. Kelly? And I'm like, I don't. Please stop <laughs> playing the song to me. Please stop. Because that's how brown boys communicate their feelings. Um, <laughs> with R. Kelly. We've been so repressed for communication in our, in our communities that... Uh, we play an R&B song to really... Tell a girl how well, we Well, that's feel. why I wanted to be an English major, so I could really understand what boys were saying to me in their class. <laughs> and so far, so bad. I don't think we can ever decipher that code. Yeah. You know, I just feel like I wish more women's films were revered in the same way. Like, we spoke about it, like, Ocean's 8, I feel like 
wasn't the best film but it's one of those things where i feel like hollywood sets people up for failure mm. as like a cautionary tale like if we look at jordan peele he's really changing the way we see the horror genre and the way that everything he does is this like beautiful fucking pastiche shit and also just the fact that we get to see winston duke be a dad yeah god i love that man I love that man's thighs. I love that man's whole being. I love him so much. He's so handsome. I know he was the bad guy in Black Panther, but I was just sad that we didn't have more scenes with him in it. I was like, look at that huge body. (laughs) Why are you so huge? Why are you so alone? I'm very bad. I just love him so much. And you expect him to be so brute. But he's not. He's so nice and kind. I'm just going to Okay. That's Nadine's first corner. <laughs> and we look at it, and then you still get people going, yeah, you know, but like horror genre is supposed to be this, you know, gentrified. It's like, I That's, just wish. I mean, he does have good hype. I'm not saying he doesn't have hype. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's but no I, I women feel, in this discussion. Yeah, but I feel like it's, it's, it's justified. I think... I don't know, maybe I'm just like a hopeless, hopeful, and romantic. Oh, me too. But I think it's like, I think it, there will come a time where more and more mm. women are going to be making I films. Think so. I think just because, I think, yeah, can even film schools or lecturers do better by showing more female work? Of course they can. Mm. But like, that's a discussion for another fucking day. Because I mean, it all has to do with representation. It all has to do with seeing someone do something and then you can be like oh i can do that too Mm. but i mean i think it's just all gonna take some time i also think so look olivia's not there yet but it's happening (laughs) god teen creeps the trilogy is coming yeah i don't (laughs) like here's my thing I don't know why we've suddenly moved to an awkward landscape. Olivia is like blushing. I've just I I've I've spent so much of my life studying this craft, if you will. Mooncraft, Mooncraft, and I think I've just been so rejected by this film community, you will, if you will, mm. that I just. I have constant imposter syndrome that whenever I do film something or someone asks me to be a DOP for something, well, I probably shouldn't say DOP because a lot of DOPs get mad when you say director of photography, when you haven't done a film, like a big film. That's what my one lecturer said once. But he was an asshole yeah. as well. I've heard that, but like if you need a lot of, when I was still working in production, if you need a cine they're called dops anyway but i just like like i'll just detest it so much that i'm like i don't want to do this and some people have told me that i should direct and be a cine i don't know i guess it's one of those things when you're so involved in it Mm. and then when you do get any kind of compliments or people being like oh my god well done this is fucking dope Mm. i'm kind of like oh no me like i've I've hardly done any film work at all besides like on my phone here and there for like Mm -hmm. my YouTube channel. I've done more photography than anything. Yeah. To the point where I identify more as a photographer just because 
no one's taken a chance on me and then yeah. and then if i if i do make mistakes or if i do say something or you know if i do a mistake it's held it's held over my head mm. and i never get a second chance um basically what i'm saying is <laughs> if what the tea is though <laughs> what the tea is is that i've i've tried to be an assistant for cameramen mm-hmm. and i've literally been said no like just that i'm a woman and i can't carry the equipment and they already have a mm. guy they have and it's always men it's such a the field i want to go into film is such a male dominated like section in the yeah. film crew yeah and i've been like whenever i do rock up on set and i like i am in that camera department people assume i'm makeup or they assume mm. i'm talent or they assume i'm stylist and i or... never knew that i mean it's i st- I studied film. Uh, my dreams died very briefly for a very long time. And th- that's why companies like Osu Kumalo are like, so important. Um, Simone Bosman, she started her company. She makes that thing of making sets about being b- produ- like black and also about having more women mm. on set. And the first time I really realized the importance of it is that there was all these women on sets from makeup artists, the female director. Um, most of the crew were male, um, but our dit was female, really cool. Oh, nice. Our other the sound we had a sound girl. It was really cool. That's even more yeah. rare than anything. Yeah, and she's dope. She's dope. Anna. She's dope. Yeah, she's like, I'm plugging her. Great, cool. <laughs> she's very cool. And the makeup artist said to me, I was PMing, I was a very bad PM, let's not even lie. And she said to me, she was like, this is the nicest set I've ever been on. Mm. I was like, what do you mean? I'm like, this is because that was the one I was exposed to. That high energy, everyone's, you know, very film A set can be very... Chaotic, yeah. and people's feelings get hurt mine specifically <laughs> and she was like this is the nicest set i've ever been on and she was like i really like i really like that i can see more women she's like i feel safe yeah i was like what do you mean and i've been speaking to a lot of my other friends who are pms art directors and they're like the way sometimes crew speaks to you because you're a woman is actually disgusting. My friend Amy, my friend Amy is a very good filmmaker herself. She's watched, uh, she's watched, she's made a beautiful film called um, Little Brown Girl. It was part of the Encounters Film Festival. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I have never seen it, but I love her so much. I know. I've seen the trailers and I know it's, it's about representation of black and brown women in mainstream media and film. Yeah. And she, works very hard she's very good at her job and she's very versatile and the things that she tells me about the things she's experienced on set i'm like oh, fucking this is yeah. this is like just people catcalling you i've it's happened to me but not as bad mm. i've worked in an agency where people will ask you to make them tea and coffee when you're the account manager yeah or, i had that once before um on and I mean, thank God I the the assistant director. It was a Silver Statum film set, and um, Hannah and I were doing production design. And I mean, 
Sean knows himself. Hey, Sean, if you're listening. <laughs> Sean. He was, he was our um, first year lecturer, and then he was the um, first AD. And he, at one point, like, came... Like, Hannah and I were, like, going through the shot list, making sure everything was running along mm. and everything. And we were, like, stressed. Just because film sets on, like, fucking film sets. Jesus Christ, I don't wish that upon anyone. Mm. But I love it at the same time. I'm sadistic. <laughs> um, yeah, because film sets are fucking terrible, but yet I enjoy... You have to... I enjoy being on set at yeah. the same time, but I hate it. Like, I can't wait for it to be done, but when I'm done, I'm like, that was so much fun. Mm. Anyway... And then he comes, he literally was like, you know, it'd be great girls, some coffee. And I was like, yeah, you should make some. Yeah. Like it's right next to you. The kettle's like literally right there. Mm. I'd also like a cup. If I, but if I, if I didn't know him, I would have been like, oh, okay. Because you like, you just feel like you have yeah, to, because like, there's like a hierarchy on film sets that you like, that's like kind of like not, you don't, you don't learn it, but you kind of know that like director is like, beyond yeah. end all if he says like go shit in that bucket you like go do it because you're like you're the director yeah and like the director and the cine work really well together and like whatever the director tells the cine they're like cool i'll reframe and, like mm. no one else can say shit to the cine and whatever yeah because it's just like these hierarchies that i don't know i guess like everyone just like from working on short films or like little small projects in mm. like studying it you kind of know who's boss yeah because a lot of people also think film is very collaborative. No. Like, people think everyone gets on set and, like, hair and makeup can be like, you know, it'd be cool. <laughs> like, if, if hair and makeup were to tell the cine, hey, did you get that shot? The cine, like, on a real film set, the cine would be like, step the fuck off. I'm yeah. about to bash your head in. Yeah. Like, do not tell me how to do my fucking job. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not to be that extreme, but that's literally how it is. Yeah. I'm the mo the person you should be the most afraid of is your AD. Yeah. They are, they give no facts. They're there, like, if you run over time, ooh, sweetie. Not my first ever film said was this very boisterous lady, first AD. Ooh, love her. I was scared of her, but I'm I so... respected her. You do, right? Because she was, like, rough, but I... My my experience of film sets uh, have been tainted through also come out because everything was just always fun, not always fun, and also the directors are so not even just experiences. It's their manner and the way they speak to people. And I mean, Zikamalo is a a director and he does a lot of ads. Mm. Just the way he speaks to people, like, his crew and people on his set. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be a director and be rude. Yeah, no, but, like, all of them, like, Tomato also speaks to everybody in, the, in this way that they want things done, don't get, don't cross them, but they're not punishing and they're not the set. I think that's what's so important about also Kumano and the thing. That's why what Simone has done is so important because she's created a space for black creatives to be able to do what they want to do, yeah. but also grow in that space. Yeah. And it's really, I don't think I will ever see that again. It, it won't happen for me again. And I'd always wanted to ha like that to be the absolute standard. Like I was, you you like help out on form set sometimes. And I remember always 
just feeling like my, my feelings were raw mm-hmm. and everyone's just like do this can you do that for me can you just you know men just shouting at you like you don't know what you're doing yeah but yeah I first mean, ad's if you even <laughs> said just run kiss the ass i had one this one i can't name him he was problematic in ways where he would say where's that girl me i was the pn okay. where's that girl and there was one shoot that we did where we had a couple of PAs on set and they were just not like doing the things that they had to do. And I was getting irritated yeah, I was because like, I, I mean, need you. If, you. if it's your first time on a film set, I don't think anyone, film set, if it's like advertising or like yeah. for a film, it doesn't matter. It's, it's traumatic, chaotic. It's, it's go, 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 go. And then you sit and wait. <laughs> it's a lot of hurry up and fucking wait. Yeah. And I don't think people glamorize it and romanticize no. it. And then you start doing it and you're like, Jesus Christ, is that what is this? And it's always something about like unknown forces. Like if you're shooting in a warehouse, there's noises. You can hear noises from so far away. You have to ask people to shut the fuck up. Listen, yeah. bitch, stop. And I do this thing of like I ask nicely once. And I get super hectic yeah, the second time. I just time. start yelling the second time. And it's like, you've got to do that. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to. I'm going to be that sweet, cute girl. I'm like, no, no, no. I need to get my you job done. You can't. The amount of times, like, um, I've seen on, like, student films where the cast and crew, or, like, just the cast gets rowdy. And Ugh. then the cast can't concentrate because the, the cast is just, like, having a... A jaw. A fucking jaw. They're basically yeah. having a jaw in between shots. And then... Uh, especially me, if I need to focus on your eyes, I need a, you to look into the lens so I can focus. Because mm. it's lenses are tricky. You can't just be like it's not like notches where you're like one or two, and then we're in focus. Like it's uh, you have to like adjust it just so so your eyes aren't fucking focus. So I'll be like, is that your final position? Mm. Okay, cool. Look in the lens. They'll look in the lens for two seconds, and I'll be like, look into the lens until I am. I've told you I'm done. <laughs> Am I done with you? I'm always the fucking... I feel like I'm always really fucking bossy. Who wants ice cream? Your boyfriend has really upped his He's, game. My boyfriend's got promoted. He's now in... He, ice cream van. Ice cream. I... But I'm, it's so strange like how ice cream vans... We notice like a, such a pleasing sound. It's so nostalgic. But now that I think about it, I'm like, do not send your kids out there. You don't know who that man is. No, my mom. My mom would always come with us. Uh, yeah, my Lucky. we'd never. But my get mom sent is there. paranoid. Yeah, but we'd never be sent by ourselves. Remember, we were raised in the nineties, so the paranoia that should have been had in the eighties, seventies, and the eighties, because our parents' parents were like, okay, Good. just run out into the street and grow yourself. <laughs> yeah, my for my dad, his mom literally, he was like complaining about a toothache and she's like climb on your bike and go to the dentist then dude yeah be an adult and what was he like five <laughs> i think he was 10 and she was like go take some cash and go there yeah no that or was put it on the bill or whatever they were just like oh, these kids are bothering me and then parents in the 90s became paranoid pieces of garbage my mom, so my, mom my dad is super paranoid yeah still he's <laughs> always like if it's a certain time of night, don't come home. Just stay where you are. I'm like, I can't sleep in the streets. Like, father. Dad. And he's always like, yeah, you just got to watch your back. I'm like, dude, if I don't get kidnapped as a kid, I think that's why they put me in the clown outfit. Maybe. So that I don't get kidnapped. Yeah. I will auction off that clown outfit for your Do children. Do you need to frame it? 
You know when they box friends? Oh my god, it's so... What were you saying before we got interrupted? Before I interrupted this whole oh, thing? Oh, how I'm always the bitch on set. But that's the thing, like, I've seen male director, male anything be forceful or put their foot down, be firm. You yeah, know? I guess, yeah, I'm firm on set. And it's okay to be firm, and I understand when someone's being firm. Firm comes from, I want this done, and not like, let's focus. As opposed to, I know you're a lady and you don't know how, but can you just, you know, yeah. magically get on something and mm. just, ugh, But I, I don't know what it is, because I, yeah. Because if, especially if, if the cast gets right, it's always people who are, like, unexperienced. Let me tell you just how much I hate cast. They're just so rowdy. And the last, the, like, I filmed the short film this year and the cast got really rowdy because a lot of, I think one was, like, professionally, like, he studied drama and stuff. Uh, so if I asked him, look at the lens for me, he'd, like, <laughs> he'd, yeah. like, wait until I said, yeah. okay, cool, thank you. Now we may film. Everyone else would, like, look away and I'd be like, can you look in the lens for me? Or they wouldn't hear me and they just carry on. And I'd be yeah. like, can you look to the lens for me? <laughs> but that's why I feel like if you haven't, like sometimes these people are very inexperienced but also they have agents and it's usually agents that get like mass cost they don't specialize in talent they specialize in numbers mm. oh no but these weren't they don't have agents or anything these are uh, people they found online that like looked a certain way so anyway so then they'd be like and i could just it's it was two people who studied with me and i could tell that they were also quite overwhelmed with mm. everything and like so at one point they got really rowdy and I, I like went to the one director because they were co-directing and I was like, you need to get your cast in order because they're getting fucking rowdy. And it's also in my house and I was like, they need to shut the fuck up and learn their lines and yeah. quiet the fuck down. And they just weren't, like the cast just like wasn't fucking doing it because I get it. If you're directing, it's a lot. It's fucking a lot. Yeah. So then um, at one point I would just have to, I was that dick who would yell, quiet on set. Like, shut the but fuck that's up. my favorite part of the AD's job when they start shouting. I'm like, yeah, because yeah, I could listen. see, I could see they were trying to get the levels right for yeah. her, and they were, they, they, because I've been there where you're like, oh, I just don't want to be mean. I don't want to be the mean director and blah, blah blah. And I was like, I'll fucking take this. I don't care who, what the fuck anyone thinks of me. I just need to get this done. Mm. So I was just like, quiet on set, and then the cast was like, what the fuck. I don't know, there's something chaotic about sets, but there's also something so fucking magic about it. Something so good. It's like, it's not magic in the moment to you. Yeah, it sucks. It's like, because you're tired. You have long hours, like 12 hours that move into like 15 or but some shit. when you shit. think about it, and the worst is, is like, I was obviously trying to learn like the, the back end of like doing recons and getting all the invoices and I was like I fucking hate this shit god that workers god bless those people who do it because they are Dude. they are mean but they're good and I was trained by some of the best um, you gotta be mean sometimes and I just you know it's the most like when I think about certain sets that I was on I was like I was having the time of my fucking life I fainted on set once because I didn't sleep it was like a very chaotic shit I didn't sleep and I wasn't eating yeah, that happens. And I, it was, just kept going on and I was so, it was just one of those chaotic days and I just, like, sometimes you feel like you can't do enough. I was sitting down, I remember sitting down and the last thing I was, I was looking at this other girl and said, my friend, and I was like, she's so beautiful. That was like the last thought in my head. 
And I was like, I really, I remember wanting to get up to get water. Next thing I know, there's a, there's, my favorite thing is like when something happens and the first person who shouts medic, I know it's not, you shouldn't like that moment, but I do because it's so panic because then everyone echoes it out. They're like, medic, medic. I'm like, okay, the medic's coming. He's got it. Thank Everyone's you. so panicked. And I'm like, the medic is talking to me. Um, our executive producer is cradling me like a baby. She's like, Nadine, are you okay? And I'm just like, oh my God, guys, this is amazing. What have, what water did I have? I'm being baby. I just felt, but I was also crying. I was like, okay, but, but even that day, there were magical moments that happened. Mm. I even remember they had a scene where they had this guy with a wig and they had a leaf blower. So it was like a... Yeah, like, one of those scenes. And this guy, this cast member, was just so reluctant to just do anything. <laughs> that, And the way the set was going is that the AD said he would show him what to do. <laughs> you know, like, when give him, like, do this. So we've got cast member, we've got AD, but the director is also behind the director's screen showing the AD what to do. So it's three men looking at each other in this triangle. I love it. Trying, because obviously the lighting, you can't see past the lighting. The yeah, dark. it's very bright. So you've got an AD hiding next to this, like the cine, who's also getting into the moves a little bit. <laughs> it was the most magic i'm like here are the most this is the most professional set i've ever been on and this is what's happening because this cast member in specific was talking about he was like yeah i was um i was in a a production of laura foots i'm like which one because i studied drama i was like "Mm, which one Um, (laughs) you're not into punk i know i watched it a million times um and very cool. I got to meet someone who was in the production of Tepang. I was like, oh my god, I loved it. He was like, oh my god, I get emotional. And then whatever. Cute. And then he was like, yeah, I did voiceover work for Sunlight for seven years. I'm like, okay, great. Cool, 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 cool. Sick. And he was like, yeah, I knew I was going to be cast in this movie with Idris Elban. I'm like, guess what? You know, like, you're just here for this ad. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to pay you more. For, but that's a negotiation between you and the brand. Like, you were just yeah. my responsibility. And this guy who was like promoting himself as this a big actor, actor, what do they call themselves? Thespians. Yes, was getting prissy about this wig. He was like, "This wig is hurting me. It's it's hurt and it's not blowing." And they were like, "No, but you gotta you gotta do the thing, you know." And he was being, I hate cast because the least experienced person wants to be treated like J Lo, mm. and I'm like. And I've been on sets with cast. I, I used to be extra. And as an extra, you get treated like shit. Yeah. But also just know your place. I've been on set where I've seen extras stuff their pockets with snacks. And I'm like, no. I phoned their agent. It was late at night. I'm like, you need to fucking speak to this guy. Like, don't keep eating. But fair enough. Like, also, be stealthy. Don't know, like, stand if you at wanna, the... If you want to... Listen, here's a hot tip. If you want to steal some... Like muesli bars, be sneaky about it. Don't be like I'm taking like look at someone else's eyes and be like. I'm if you're gonna steal from the craft table, make sure no one's looking. And his eating habits were so bad that it was affecting the filming. What do you mean? Like he would open packets while they were rolling. <gasps> oh God. 
And after people have said quiet on set. After. Oh, Jesus. And eventually that's I have a, to like send him away. You can't even breathe when that, after that's happened. You have to be like, I'm a statue now and this is where I am. Oh, but I'm very, I make mistakes all the time. I forget which way to walk. So I've crossed shots so many times Ooh. and I know and I've done it. And then everyone just laughs. But I'm like, I'm just going to sit. Like once we were filming with um, Miss Lucky Pony mm. and her kids. Cute. And Rex is very cute. He was, and we had like this connection. And he, he's two at the end of the day. Like, so. <laughs> he's a <laughs> And she was so professional throughout this whole thing. We took shots at the shots of him painting. And he climbed behind this couch. And he just, <laughs> he was like doing the most. And she was like, okay, cool. And you could hear the, like the, the crew that didn't have kids, like freak out. And the director's like, no, 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 we got this. We've got a couple of angles, whatever. And Rex just kept like, like looking at me like, you are my best friend and you're getting behind this couch. And I'm like, my fat ass is not going to fit there, but thank you for thinking it will. But it was, it's like a thing. Like that day was very stressful. Like there was no power. Some things that just wouldn't have worked out and it did. And you go back to, you think that was a good day. Mm. You, It's like, it's better than cocaine. Yeah, there's some there's something I like, approve this message. There's some I I enjoy there's like some something about like the anxiety and nervous and like the jitters you get before mm. you go on set. And yeah. the only experience I've ever had, I've ever I mean I filmed way back in the day I filmed things for like the runway for I say fashion week and Mercedes-Benz fashion week and um, a few things for Elle and like glamour here and there mm-hmm. but it was nothing like that's fine that's all good and well that's like a few camera shots like you need to like that's more like online content kind of thing and then so I've had that experience of online content and then um, sets where it's like a film set like this is mm. a short film or whatever check god I keep fucking banging this thing it's so funny because I feel like we shouldn't say anything. And then I think people can see me, so I hide my face every time you've done it. I know. I need to stop. Also, I, I usually make a face where I'm like, and then he's like, Ooh. and I'm like, I need to explain what's happening because I do that so I'm a times. handy bitch as well. Like, the amount of times while explaining I've knocked shit over. I'm such a hand talker. But, um, <laughs> so my only experience is like, those kind of film set so like it's kind of a build-up where you're like okay mm. these are going to be the three days of my life this is usually short films it's either like two days but i you, you should usually give your crew mm. at least three days if it's like a short short film and then like silver scarum is like give give your crew some time i've been mm. on a gnarly set but it was like one of my it's one of the most grueling sets i've been on but also some of like the best memories i've had yeah, because you really, I think what we don't see, and I think what's the most exciting to me is the relationship with the people that create the film and the, the, the piece of work. Let's call it the body of work. The, the film. The film. The relationship changes. And to see that all the way through, like from concept to final, there's that point between <laughs> end of shooting and uh, final where everyone hates that thing post-production is grueling but to see it from it to think of it that it came out of someone's mind yeah it's like that harry potter moment like if you could pull that vision 
out of someone's mind and it's mm. it's so magic and to feel like you were a part of something so like you were a part of it in the smallest way like yeah i don't want credit for it but i know i was part of it i was there and i could see it and you can see certain relations like my favorite thing is directors relationships with their ad's are very different to the relationships with this like their cinnies yeah the relationship they have with their ADs is a sibling relationship. Yeah, 100%. It's like unmatched. That closeness is unmatched. They know everything. And usually because directors choose people they know very well. And and a lot of directors AD for friends. So you can see their style of work and how they change in personality to be an AD. Yeah. But this, the relationship with director and cinematographer is like so romantic. because they don't they finish each other's sentences it's amazing it's like it's so delicious to see yeah i I think i've also been spoiled hannah and i both have been spoiled because we've i've only really like the majority of my body of work has hannah's directed and written it so like we work so well together that there's been times i've set up a shot and I can tell she doesn't like it. And before she said anything, I change it. Yeah. Like, she doesn't even have to be like, can you reframe that? I've already done it. And she's like, you read my mind. It's fine. Yeah. Like, she, it's... And I I think also what happens in filmmaking is a lot of egos get involved. Mm. I have no problem if a director does not like... I can tell if a director doesn't like what I've done. Mm. Like, just tell me. I'm not precious. I won't get petty on set. When I'm on set, I get professional. Hannah and I have been so nasty to each other on set. (laughs) But once once someone says that's a wrap for today, we're best friends. Yeah. We're like, there's no grudge being carried through the next day or anything. But like, we have such a good working relationship on set. Like, she could literally be like, that is the shittiest shot I have seen in my fucking life. How could you think that is good? And I would be like, cool, moving on. Let's change this. Yeah. Or I'd be like, Han, what's happening? What's going Like, we're so snappy with each other on yeah. set. But also, there's still directive. Like, there's there's things like about, like, being... You, you are. You can be... I've had fights with people I was very close to. I used to fight with ADs all the time. But, like, I remember telling one AD... I was like, because he was being very mean to me. And I was like, "You are what you're saying is mean-spirited. Stop saying it. And he would, like, shout at me for shit that wasn't my thing. I'm like, you need to speak to these PAs and you need to instill fucking fear in them. The amount of times I've been like, that is not my department. Yeah, that's everyone's like, that's not my department. I'm like, you need to speak to these PAs that are not listening. I hate it when someone, where you have to pull someone towards what they need to do. So he said something, he's like, I don't have something mean. And I was like, you need to listen to me very nicely. You're going to continue to be mean to me. It's not going to work in the way you think it's going to work. I'm just going to fall in love with you. And then I'm going to camp outside your house. And then both of us are going to be in trouble. If you want me to save you from that, you be nice to me for your own goddamn sake. He just looked at me and laughed. I was like, I literally, because I don't respond. I've had... One particular producer be mean, like mean to me throughout the whole process, and for me that's not okay. Because she's never, she never gives directive like this is wrong because of this. I'm a person I need data and I need to know yeah parameter yeah, and I also need to know bigger consequence. Like in an employable situation, this is how I learn. Um, this is 
a if a plus b equals c it doesn't but in this case it does okay cool and if we had to take b away what's the consequence of a living by itself what's the consequence of b living by itself yeah. why does it always need to be c what if in the event that we don't have b what are the other two things it's again have? it's like communication and on that's set. that's how i like that's how i train people that's how i like to be trained there are some people that are like throw you in the deep end which is very good like if you get baptized by fire you learn very fucking quickly yeah that's how that's how they teach you in advertising they're like yeah here's three things that everyone knows go forth learn and you learn very quickly but if you don't give direct that's why you and hannah have even though you're mean to you're 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 your most self you're the most shaven away of everything on set i don't think we'd be mean we're just like so stern stern yeah and we're both on set knowing that like you both want the same thing yeah we here's the thing on film sets i feel like no one can bring their ego in here because we're all here for one goal and once there's ego that's when it for me i'm like once you start putting someone else down yeah you you make a problem where there's not and because i'm like i can take this kind of thing and i will address it with you later it makes everyone it makes everyone else feel very tense yeah it's a thing of like you need to get in that that working group but at the same time still magic yeah film sets are very wild they're a wild wild west what's the worst thing that's been once on a set it was my first time officially at this job and i i took this job i'll be very honest i took this job needing money fair enough and the producer i didn't know her she already fought with the ad that morning mm. again don't do that mm. and i was like fuck and she fought with me who is she huh who is she on set the, the producer woman? yeah she was the oh, producer sorry i didn't yeah <laughs> i have great listening skills yeah don't fight with the ad don't i just i don't like they run that without them it, nothing can happen they do a lot of work in terms of timing moving things around they're producers the thing. are also really good no producers work never stops you they're always working god bless them but the thing is like i but don't start when fighting. i think of producer and i think of the ideal because i've worked with her simone because she has this amazing ability to problem solve on her feet oh my god that's what producers need to do but also in this way that she has such a calming energy of like i've seen her in the most tense situation there will be something come up and she just manages to plaster the situation calm everyone down and reignite the flame that this is where we're going i'm she's someone as a there's two versions of her there's business you know owner of her someone who's made a a business an important business Mm. and is producer her where i've looked at her and thought how the fuck did you do this and she never gets cross oh my boyfriend natasha's messaging me hey natasha hey um she solves the problem and it's also like her extensive knowledge and the kind of way she speaks to you but during the process teaches you shows you i've never really seen that in anybody else that i've worked for and with Mm. 
and she's my ideal when it comes to producer so everyone has an ideal like i have an yeah. ideal bd like business director that i want to work with he would just leave me alone he was like yeah trust you do your thing and but now this is my first day i don't know anything i haven't been on a film set for five years the last time i was on a film set was for a, a short film a friend's short that was it this ad i don't know what i did enough i I misheard what she said. I brought her the wrong thing. And she said, she said this live to me in front of a whole crew. She was like, you know, you've got such a stupid look in your eye. I don't know if you pretend to be stupid or if you really are stupid. So without a beat, I I looked at her from the side of my eye. I was like, ah. I was like, I don't know if that's worked on anyone before. But it's not fucking working on me. I'm like, I'm not, I'm like, I maybe made a mistake. That doesn't make me stupid. But the way you're talking to me makes you ignorant. Left. And I was like, I was like, I will not take this shit. But it hurt my feelings so much in the moment. But there's just like no reason for like, that. Like, don't call of... me stupid in front of a group of men. And I told, and I knew, because I came out of a working environment, if I stood up for myself, I'd get into trouble for it. I went immediately to the exec producer. I was like, this is what I said. And she was like, okay, good. Just don't fight with her, but like, good. Yeah. Just keep it, yeah. But that's the worst thing that's ever been said to me on the set. And I cried. I was like, how dare she do that to me? Do I look stupid? No, fuck. You're, you're, you're like, I, Hannah and I always joke where it's like, you will be so bonded on a film set. Either film sets bond you to everyone that's been on that mm. film set, or you never want to see that person again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've had I've had both of those experiences. Yeah. My worst experiences was, I say worst, but it's more grueling. Like the most mm. grueling film set I've ever been on was. Um, but I also couldn't complain because it was in Cape Town. It was at like Cape Point, like a private beach house where you had to like. But here's where it comes down. Like you had to hike down. It's a 10 minute hike down. And anyone who's been on a film set knows film equipment. So you had to carry yeah. every, okay. Um, there was also no electricity. So we had to, so I carried as much as I could. Um, but let's be real. I did not carry down a generator. Yeah. There were two generators that had to be carried down. And so many of the men and we had the the this is for Silver Sky and for that like short film competition with like Kicknet funds you if they choose you and whatever. Um and dear God. So first of all, it was in, in winter in Cape Town. So it was cold. There was we had no electricity for some reason. Like it like it was an old beach house. So it was like it like just it was the that beach house was like i'm not working anymore there was no electricity which meant no warm water because the geezer also was like cheers uh, coffee is so important on a set. <laughs> yeah showering too we all stank oh shit. we all stank so um, this is just no hot water ever like no. we're, okay not even a little bit so you don't have coffee and you can't shower yeah, so we all, if you did shower, it would be kind of like a really quick bird bath. Like, you know, you just, you're, yeah. you're cleaning and wetting the, the you, places you gotta need to. get the pits going. The pits and your, your genitals. And the vits. I like to call the pits and the vits because 
you know, you kind of just do that kind of thing, and then you're done. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and it was like it was one of the sets Hannah and I were on where we were like, oh, because usually when we work together, we would we would just automatically hire women on set. My my neighbors are having a jaw. I was gonna say your boyfriend's got. <laughs> My boyfriend came over. So it's a running joke. Unannounced. <laughs> I sent a voice note to a friend, Shonies, the other day, and there was a bike in the back. And she was like, my first thought was, Olivia's boyfriend. And I cry laughed so much because that's how I think of it now. Like, if I'm driving and I see, I hear a bike in the distance, I'm like, Olivia's boyfriend. <laughs> it's just like the gift that keeps on giving. That's going on a t-shirt. I'm Olivia's boyfriend. <laughs> It's a bike. <laughs> it's just a bike. We go to the Holly Davis. Yeah. And like, we and your boyfriend's throwing a little patty. A little street party. Patty. So if you hear sounds in the background, sorry, we're not in the studio. Relax. You know we're not in the studio. You know we're not there yet. <laughs> I say yet. Yet because we open the possibilities. <laughs> um... But yeah, so like, first of all, also in a department I've never been in, Hannah and I were hired to do um, pr- production design. Okay. But did But did we not fucking kill it? Of course. We killed it. We also pretty much took over um, wardrobe and art department. Yeah. Because we were like, my guys, you're... Because f- they were filming it in black and white. And we were like, well, obviously you need texture. Mm. Otherwise, every other wardrobe choice is going to look flat as fuck. It's the same. On color. So you need texture. We need, like... Like, that's the only thing that's going to make this interesting. Otherwise, this black top this person's wearing is just going to look flat. Mm. So you need fur or, like, sparkle or some interesting texture going on. Also, wardrobe never thought of, like... I can never say this right, but that moraine, when that when the lines come together it makes a weird fucking ripple oh, effect yeah. on them on the camera yes yes i can't say it either but i know is that what shit's how come by it's that weird name that i can never that say that thing i like to call french film-esque more and like <laughs> but yeah so they never thought of so we were doing a fuck ton of jobs um wow they're loud i wonder if they can hear us Oh, that sounded like a response. They were like, yeah, bitch. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Um, so, like, Hannah, Hannah and I got on there as, as, um, so we were dressing sets, basically. Oh, great. And we did that fucking well. I'm sure you did. Like, anything we touch. <laughs> Chef kiss. Chef kiss. Um, we also tried to help, because I think a lot of, a lot of what um, directors and first ADs, if, if they're men, don't think about um makeup and how that kind of literally never (laughs) so we would we would we would god we did the most oh my god i wish me i wish the men on the set would kiss our feet more because we did a lot no but they did ask you to make coffee though that too but also (laughs) i wish they like i wanted some more respect i think that's why i was also angry yeah i was really angry because i was i i did like we did the most like hannah and i were like fucking things because we would double check and we'd be like the way you are setting up these shots makes zero sense for makeup (laughs) i don't know why people don't think of this because it it, it, let's be real it was such a male gazy thing and hannah and i were like you know what we're getting paid 
I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, I'm not saying so. I mean, it's a like you you just take the opportunity where you're like, oh, it's a film set that we're actually getting paid for while we're studying. Yeah. Yeah, handy p. Let's do it. Hundred percent. So. Fuck the actors were just also not having it with us, and these were big actors, like big Afrikaans actors that I've seen on TV. That I'm like, oof. One the 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 main girl was like an up and comer, and like I felt so sorry for her, and I felt terrible for constantly going to the actor, the the main male actor, and being like, hey, so this outfit you just got dressed in, you need a change because the the AD wants another like. Yeah. It's the worst when you like have they to do could that. they they went like okay let's do all the mm. shots within this one outfit and this one makeup mm. let's do all the shots for like there was no there was literally no consideration for that and I at least called them out on it and I was like you need to fucking double check this shit <laughs> the double to check I was like I get I I don't know how you're planning these sh- shot lists but like dude. And he'd always do them the night before. And I was like, you need to stop. I'm going insane. But you know, like the thing is the best ADs, they do it the night before, but also because they've done it a thousand times. And I've never, it's like flawless. The amount of thinking that, like you can't just. Like I think, like, I don't know. I I think Sean, it's the guy from earlier who asked me for copying. Like, I love you, Sean. But God, that was horrific. You put my girl through shit, my friend. But I love you. And we're bonded afterwards. We went from student lecturer to like friends and you inviting me to your farewell. Like, God bless. God bless you. But like, I, I had to. And like, my baby angel Hannah does not like confrontation and we were feeling it. And I was like, I will confront them for you. I, I appreciate people like you. So I literally sat down a director who studied with me at a window <laughs> and the AD who was my lecturer. And I was like, y'all need to fucking stop what you're doing. No, yeah. <laughs> because I was just like, first of all, you can't say it's a closed set when it's the only two women on your set are not there. And all the men are there when it's a sex scene. You can't do this shit. You cannot be moving furniture without me there i need to be on set if you are moving furniture because i am set design and i also told them i was like we're doing i can't be you can't get mad at me if there's no continuity because i'm also doing continuity (laughs) you can't get mad at me if this is if wardrobe is not if the ward like we were doing fucking everything nadine i'm literally just (laughs) tallying up the thing it's wardrobe continuity Hair makeup, <laughs> hair makeup, wardrobe. Set. We weren't doing it, but we were liaising with hair and makeup as well. Like we would have to be like, okay, I know I just told you to, because they this is how they planned it. They'd be like, okay, now it's a scene where she somehow has a smoky eye for some fucking reason. I don't know why, but she has a smoky eye, and the next scene is she's in bed, no makeup. And then the next one would be like, it's daytime, she has to have some makeup on. I was like, y'all need to plan this better. That's why I always and respect give... directors that include makeup from the get-go. But also they they just, you need to consider the... Yeah, because makeup artists will be like, 
okay, cool. If you're gonna, sh- this is how long this is gonna take. They give them the logistics for the AD to work it in, Dude, and they, I. Th- they, that's why they, I respect directors that do that. They gave that makeup artist no fucking time. And you know what? Being a makeup artist is the worst because and, you have and, to deal with a disgruntled person. Luckily, I had to go and be like, "You need to give makeup more than five minutes to do <gasps> no. this change." Because they just wanted it snappy. And I was like, you can't do that. Listen. Go and film your cutaways and shit. Mm. Let the makeup artist take off a smoky eye for your bare face back to your... Yeah. Like you... Because if you take off off eyeshadow, you're taking off the whole makeup. Just so you know. The whole makeup is going. Yeah. No, that's why I tried to explain to them. And they... Shame. They were just being men who didn't know that's how it oh i don't know what I, me it's, it's been a while since it happened so i can't recollect everything but i remember it being that and we were all fucking smelly i was so disgusting that the on thursday we all had like a free day so we could like go and shower somewhere else like hannah is obviously from cape town so i could go shower at her grand's place in simonstown so we went there and showered and my hair was like finally not gross and like stuck like dude it's the worst and i like was showered and fresh i came back on set and the 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 first thing the sound guy did was was like whoa look at you (laughs) he literally a whole new person he that was literally his whole he was like holy shit because i was just like in a turtleneck as usual turtleneck greasy as fuck hair because also i asked there was a um a girl at after who was doing like her hours okay um assisting for like wardrobe and everything mary love you mary and i was like mary please put my hair up in french plaits because shit's about to go down it's my favorite part of like hand makeup it's like when there's that weird dance <laughs> there's like always weird downtime like I don't know, you wait the her, rain. It's hurry up and wait. Yeah. And you'd be like, yo, girl, don't you want to get some highlighter? Don't you want to do something with my... I can't I have never... a hair... Like, a hairstylist do anything with my hair because now that I consistently wear it curly, it has to be styled the minute I wake up or never the fuck again. I just need it out of... I just need it out of my face. The best tips is, like, always carry a fanny pack. Mm. If you're a PM, mm. fanny pack always have two if you're on set carry a fanny pack yeah and always have two charger thingy what are those things like battery pack kind yeah. of things always keep plasters on hand yeah always keep hydrated please drink water if you have long hair plait it you will not regret that as a thing and and like keeps, tight french plaits like tight french plaits that can last for three days i'm talking about nigerian salon tight braids get that in me don't culturally appropriate i don't know how people actually fall in love on set or i could never because i look like i could never because i look the worst and i am the worst and the best is always wear wear double socks i don't say like a thick sock because for your feet you are on your feet stay hydrated remember i fainted because i was dehydrated and those are your tips. That has been this new podcast called <laughs> Our Film Experience. Film. Oh my god, I didn't tell you how. Well, I think I told you a while ago, but I need to tell 
the listeners. Come closer. Um, guys, guys, okay, guys. so on that same film set, so okay, listen, you got to imagine. Imagine When your crew is hungry, they're fucking hangry. Sure. And okay, so remember it's a 10 minute hike down. And oh up. no. So a lot of, a lot of catering companies would not carry the shit down and god bless our producer tim he had that shit on so he would go to the catering company get the food and carry those heavy ass plates with food on them down god bless him god bless tim he's such a fucking hustler like producers are hustlers like they really are they organize shit for you for like pre-production not even pre-production like they're like guess what i got the rights for a fucking book that i want to make now let's get a crew together like producers make the shit happen they really are that there's no i always say that like sometimes a lot of people don't want to be producers but they're fucking born to be it like, yeah. I'll see people who I study with, and I'm like, you're going to be such a good fucking producer. And yeah. you, you better forget about being a director or a cine or whatever the <laughs> fuck you want. Do that part-time. Because <laughs> you need to be. But that's what those, like, a film crew needs. A fucking badass producer. Because no they matter. shit the, Without them, nothing fucking happens. And I feel so bad because I was so rude to him once on set. Because he was like. We had such early fucking call times. The set was grueling. I felt like I was going through boot camp. And he was like, Olivia, you need to wake up. And I was like, I literally into his face. I was like, Hannah's my boss. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel so bad. But at the same time, at a rap party, he was the bitchiest gay. So it's fine. (laughs) I'll stand a bitchy gay. I'm like, I'll tell you that story later. I'm going to drag Tim. That's going to be in our Patreon (laughs) account. <laughs> which we don't we have we don't have that or never will we I wouldn't guess. no you know what let's not do that mm. um but yeah so he was carrying down this food and um once i think because he also had to have petrol for the um what are they called generators jesus christ he needed petrol for the generators so the petrol had spilt and like that smell and like the kind of taste of the petrol seeped into the food. Okay. So it was a it was on the same day that we were all so hungry. Like actors, everyone was like the food was running really behind. We only Always. we only had like basically like the snack table whatever thing that he also would bring every day. He didn't sleep over. He would just like hike up and down. He got so fit. Um like we were all devouring that food and then despite and, and, and then no but at one point did that like this one actor was like something tastes weird <laughs> and every, like i was so hungry i was like yeah whatever like chowing down dude i was chowing down and then suddenly everyone was like We all got so sick. <gasps> like if, like everyone kind of felt like queasy. Hannah was throwing up, and it was the same day that I had to be like, "You can't have a close scent <laughs> and not have your continuity gal there." Okay, what the fuck? You just, you just want to see tits and ass, don't you? You I was... should have just told them that you cursed the scent. 
I probably should have. I was like, I cursed you all. Fuck you. No, shame. Fuck, dude. And like, the sound guy would burp and I would see his face and I'd be like, it was petrol, wasn't it? Mm. And he was like, yeah. Oh, no. He was like, yeah, I got, it's backing up. <laughs> we, that whole set was just not okay. The set catering is so important. That just makes, that carries people through. Food carries through a whole crew, and the fact that it was full of petrol, we were all like, why is this happening? And then shame, poor Tim went and got Nando's for everyone, because he was like, he was like, cool, the food for tonight is like, fucked, because that was lunch, so we were all fucked, we were so done. And then, um, what's it? Uh, fuck, what happened later? Oh, the rap party, that's interesting. So, <laughs> the face Olivia just made is my whole life. No, it's just because it, it really fucking touched me at the point. So, I had like, um, my hair was like grown out and faded because at one point it was like bleach blonde, like white blonde. And then I went like for a color and it had washed out and it like wasn't looking the best but also i'm on set i'm not here to like date fucking anyone yeah so i'd also like had just like i was like really skinny and then i started eating a lot so i'd like gain a bunch of weight my life and then um also hadn't dealt that i'm like i probably have an eating disorder <laughs> but <laughs> i was just like no i just have like i should probably just like eat better i don't know so we're at a drag party, wearing a dress. I'm not already feeling too comfortable because I gained a lot of weight on set because I was just like binging the fuck out of it. Like that lasagna and I would. Set lasagna is always too it, good. It slaps differently. It hits you in your soul. <laughs> so I was just eating. So first of all, I really have a complex when I go to Cape Town because I'm like, everyone's skinny. Everyone is tanned. <sighs> mm. And I am a gremlin. <laughs> but anyway. A gargoyle. <laughs> I'm a gargoyle. I feel like a gar... Because I also just break out when I get to Cape Town. Like, my skin's like, nah. Yeah, Cape Town hits you. It makes some you people, know you're not from Cape Town. Some people glow. I land there and everyone in Cape Town is like, she's from Joburg. She's, she's I get so person. sweaty. Like, pit stain sweaty. And it's embarrassing. I'm just not great. I don't look great at all in Cape Town. But so at this rap party, Tim gets really drunk. And I'm just going to say this, Tim, you know what you did. But I love you. It's okay, I've forgiven you. But it's OT. <laughs> so he was being such a bitchy gay. He got, he got like, so like he got very drunk. Because like, fair enough, you hiked basically 10 times every day on this film set. I mean. So then said he like we're all sitting there like chilling and then he comes to me and he's like you know what olivia oh no the first he says this outside he's like you know what olivia your hair is terrible and i was like okay and he's like you need to fix whatever's happening here and i was like i will with this money this um, small amount of money i've gotten on this fucking film set doing everything i will thank you you need to relax i was like okay tim you're a little drunk you're a bit 
stop. Because at first I can like I could laugh that off, and I was like, I know, and you're a bitchy drunk, and so he. And then later in the night, he was like, like we were talking about like dating, because I was like, oh, you seen anyone? He's like, nah. And I was like, okay, cool. And then, um, he was like, ugh, you're just, if you were single, like I can, like if you were single and in Cape Town. You'd have such a hard time dating. And he wasn't talking about the, like, like, the collective, like, everyone struggles to date in Cape Town. He's talking about you specifically. He was, yeah, me specifically. He was like, he he said, he was like, it must be so easy dating in, in Joburg. Because, I mean, if you were single in Cape Town, oh, my God. Like, you'd have to lose so much weight to, like, like anyone sleep with you like to that and i was just like okay we need to go home now because i'm not about to cry in ace and spades or whatever that fucking bar was i was like i'm not about to cry here so like we all go back home and then the next day i go to hannah and we're in hannah's house and i was like yeah tim said this thing to me and she was so she was like oh i've never in my life and she's like did he honestly say that and i was like yeah he said it and he had gotten so drunk that he blacked out and he didn't remember it. So then I just told Hannah, I was like, please don't make a big deal of it. But obviously she, we bumped, would, into, we bumped into them the next day and she just like brought it up where she was like, dude, you said this fucked up thing to Olivia while you were drunk. And he felt horrific. And, and I was just like, it's fine, dude. But it, fuck, it stayed with me. Your producer's hurting our feelings. <laughs> Yo, it's fucking stayed with me. Where I was like, he's right. I'm too ugly to love. No, let me tell We're going to have a, a different episode when we talk about dating cultures in Cape Town, Joburg, and how different it is. Oh, we need a... And we can get Ian to tell talk about Durban. Ian, please. Ian Turner? Ian Turner. I am in love with him. You can't Let's talk about him. him like he can't. Yeah, me. You can't have him. He's I mine. know. I know. I Actually, just... he's no one's. <laughs> he belongs to nobody. He belongs to himself. Because people have agency over their own bodies. Hell yeah. Um, But love. We have like a Twitter romance going on. I'm like, I saw. I'm like, yes. I haven't had this in a while. The last Twitter romance I had was with Nantle Tema when I used to call her out for a bullshit when I was 18. Fair. She blocked me many times, but then unblocked me because she missed me. So this has been Film Set Corner. <laughs> yeah, not what we planned out at all, but it somehow went there. Let's all just promote each other. Invite us to your film sets. Yeah, invite us to your film sets where I'll just sit there and be like, not my department. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And if everyone's favorite thing to say, said, it's a total fuck up. That is because uh, every industry has that phrase. You're so seen. <laughs> yeah, like it. <laughs> seen spelled S E. <laughs> Why do we sing? I don't know. Oh, late to tell you guys, Ricky's sick. Yeah, if you haven't shame, if you haven't noticed, which I'm he sure hasn't you been did. dying the whole episode. <laughs> like, he no, he's sick. He's he just, voiceless. He was just there. He told us we have a group. He told us like he was sick. I was like, fuck, shame. I better check on him. Didn't. Then like today, I realized. Oh, let me check on him. And then he was like, yeah, I actually have lost my voice and I'm really sick. I'm like, we could have had this conversation earlier if I was a human being and checked on you like a fucking human being, but didn't. So oh, get well soon, Ricky. Same, we, same people tell vibes. him this. Like, 
face to face. Yeah, we'll we'll text him because I don't think you can even reply to our face to face. Yeah, true. And I'm not a. I can't get sick in summer. I hate being sick in summer. Yeah, he did the good person thing by not coming and making us sick. I get mad when people are like, oh, I'm sick, but like I showed up. I'm like, don't show up, you fucking idiot. That was the, the worst. That don't be sick in my fucking space. Not all of us have medical aid. I don't want to be sick. Okay. Also, yeah. love each other. Love yourself. Love yourself. Even when you're on film set. Love drink yourself. The yeah, drink the wilder. If you want us to interview some more people from, like, in their film set debacles, because that could be funny, because everyone I know in film department or, like, anywhere in the film industry has a story where they're like, oh, my God, this one time. The people I respect the most are the VT dit because they are there but they're also not there they're just like and they are the the most vital (laughs) so vital anyone else can fuck anything up they (laughs) have the most responsible and they're always the nicest they are the ones who can especially if you wait for them to give you like hard drives they i feel like they train themselves to like have good conversation and like woo you for that lol we appreciate you god bless vt dits whatever to the producers to the director to the pm to the pa so everyone behind the scenes making a film for yeah. everyone to watch which is apparently why would you study the arts it's so pointless then what the fuck you watch it's bitch? so that we can talk about things like joker guys let's let's watch it's it it's why we have walking phoenix <laughs> oh, my loins <laughs> my loins i love that man the amount of times where everyone's like, oh, it Do has... Do you know what I just realized? Yeah? He is a phoenix. Because, like, think of all the roles he's done. That are awesome. self-destruct... <laughs> it's, like, self-destructing. He reignited... Okay, that's nice. the name of this episode. Joaquin is a phoenix. Joaquin is a phoenix. Anyway, I'm tagging him. Oh, please. Joaquin Phoenix, if you're listening, we're not as creepy as you think it is. And no, we're a good time. I, I love Winston Duke, too. but like in a way, like in a way that I'm not like deta- like attached to him. Like I love you specifically. So thank you so much for existing. No, it's come to a point where people, when they say, so Joaquin Phoenix, I'll be like, yes, my husband. <laughs> my significant other. My other half? Do you know that I think if I meet him, like you always think of like the people I want to meet. I think if I meet him, I would I would not know what to say. I'd be speechless. I looked so I would look so stupid from the outside if someone were to like witness me seeing exactly. Him. And because I look stupid all the time, I would look I would be a meme. That's also behind the scenes. Photographers on film sets do not take photos of me. Please do not take photos of me without asking. I don't know why you guys do that. You can see I hate myself. First of all, I have a major resting bitch face. I look gross because I don't put makeup on when I'm filming. I mean, I know I lay a good contour, but it's not that day. So thanks. It's never that day. Not in the film set. I'm not. I'm not. The... <gasps> Be your most self. <laughs> but the 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 thing is, because you have to get there so early, there's no time for you to flex on hose. Mm. Just get also, there. Also, I don't want all that, all of that on me for twelve hours. Mm none of that yeah always pack extra snacks that's a good one nuts go a long way <laughs> protein and fats and smicta you i'm sorry to keep yourself from shit you don't have time to shit a smicta 
Okay, that's all that will say on this. Okay, cool, 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 cool. And scene. <laughs> and cut. And cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Yay.